Blog Talk Radio. Think I fell in love by how you riding it. Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it. your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit. Think I fell in love by how you riding it. Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it. Switch your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit. When I get you home alone. It's gonna be something crazy The way I stroke your missionary Make you wanna have my baby And when I look in your eyes I can tell you in love The way I slowly deep stroke it And make you think you the one Damn. It's getting explicit Now I'm licking your pussy Talking told me shut up and listen Now we kissing And we do that in French Throwing my tongue round and round It's that body language This one great conversation All this love we making Yo ex couldn't make it, that nigga was basic You taking back shots, I guess I'm your chaser I swear this one's special, cause I never chase her Got Henny in my system On Patron, she sippin' And now me and her 69, man You can say we make some Think I fell in love by how you riding it Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it. Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit. Think I fell in love by how you ride in it. Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it. Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips. Switch your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit. She say that I go nuts. All in her face, I'm about to bust one The mama a freak, we fucking a day worth a week The seven times she came in the street, she love when I eat Eat that pussy like a beast, I eat till she come on my teeth She calling me chief, fuck up so hard, make her queen We fuck up so hard, we can't breathe Yeah, she loving how I get And I love when you know with the way she grabbing on my dick Oh yeah Yo mama nasty, nasty She got me bragging, bragging Yo pussy magic, magic Voila it's extravagant, that pussy got some grip That pussy wet just like a wave, I'm about to dive in it She want to drive my ship, I'm the lieutenant You play the captain, babe, uh She love when we role play I like to get whipped cream and start up some full play Been fucking for some hours, that turn into four days I eat that cookie just like a blue monster, that's furry Okay it's the things that we did Fucking real slow like we try to make a kid Bite the pillow, how you screaming in your head And then I fuck you so hard like we try to break the bed Think I fell in love by how you riding it Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips Switch your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit Think I fell in love by how you riding it Feeling like I slipped on ice by how I slide in it Put your legs around my neck, baby, ride my lips Put your positions, kissing and licking up type of shit Here are a few of the countless rolls of paper. I'm gonna take this shit to the bank, bitch. I'm up. Yeah, I'm gonna keep these all right here, my hundreds and shit. I'm gonna keep these hundreds all right here. Which I'm just saying the pack right here. Just saying the pack, yeah. man. I might want to spend 70,000. Oh, this guy got some bitch. We got paper in this bitch. Bitch, I'm up. Yeah, we got some paper in this bitch. Bitch, I'm up. We don't need no favors in this bitch. Bitch, I'm up. Here are a few of the countless rolls of paper. One thing I need. Paper. I ain't even trying to stop it. Look in my pockets. What do you see? Paper. Hemi souls be watching. Pennies be dropping. What could it be? Paper. If the money ain't the topic, I ain't trying to talk it. Words ain't free. And here are a few of the countless rolls of paper. It's that Rolly watches. Money dropping. Music type of shit. You rotate your shop and Hermes rocking. Fancy type of shit. Who oh, you like fucking with a nigga that's rich? Who oh, you like fun tags all on your fence? 
like Boosie when he talk that shit. Girl, don't forget, if you really want that Birkin, then that mouthpiece better be working. And the pussy better look and be squirting. And the sex game better be perfect. One thing's for certain. I ain't tripping on the money that I'm getting. If you want to get it, you can go and get it. Ain't no limit to a motherfucker spending, bro. Wait a minute, what you gonna do for it? One thing I need. I ain't even trying to stop it. Look at my pockets, what do you see? And these hoes be watching, panties be dropping. What could it be? Traded for another day. A rough day, but enjoy the good. moments and the bad days too. Feel that? What's on the agenda for tonight? The rails. Really rails. We must have a bad connection, everybody. Uh, what's going on, y'all? Uh, not sure what just happened, but um, yeah, I have no idea what the hell happened. But um, hopefully, Jess is called back. So it seems to be some technical difficulties. So what we gonna do real quick before we jump into the topic is the topic is going to be alcoholism and the effect that it causes on people. Um, so with that being said, I'm gonna play a couple tracks real quick. Brazil, it would have changed like Rick Flair. Beanie Seagull, fill 
thing Thought we had a bond like James Got me a bitch that I'm focused on These hoes can't entertain Look up at the side that I became Now the world thinks that I changed Why I named this hoe, oh yeah And I feel it shouldn't be no argument I'm a real nigga, oh yeah Never put my songs on the market She was irritating, oh yeah Put her ass clean on the block list Look real good, oh yeah Seven days a week, yeah, my palm is and I made sure we spit the way they call me L Hill at number five And the AM eat pancakes with a bowl of grits on the side uh, I'ma leave me a longer time than nigga Buying your tongue, do you? Hey, do you know how to eat without dropping a crumb, do you? Hey, why you have to change? I ain't did nothing to you. No, no, I was the one that told his life. I was the one denying advice. I was the one that praying to Christ. Then after that, I start looking for Christ. I was the one that put up a fight. Posted on trouble, said he's screaming life. I was the one, I being polite. I was the one. Hey. My society full of gun smoke. My mom fed him a fungo. I think I got it from my uncle oh, I was the one, I was the one Being a hardhead, groovy little hardhead Ain't got a dad, but I'm still a hardhead Treat like a fool, oh yeah Lot of shit to prove, oh yeah Bad ass kid out the school In the cold with a school, yeah Mama said, listen here, boy I don't want you standing over there Few niggas that's from the land They can't even come around here In this game, ain't playing fair Everything comes that I will Gotta feeling like she gotta keep 
calling my phone, no Your bitch wanna fuck with me Keep calling my phone Your bitch, yeah, she all on me She can't leave me alone She keep calling, keep calling, keep calling Keep calling, keep calling, keep calling Keep calling my phone Something about me that she can't leave me alone yeah. She calling my phone I ain't really trying to answer Pull up to her Told me the pussy mine, I ain't even had an answer I'm like one of a kind, hit that shit all the time It's just dick on their mind, I can lay them on their spine Legs up to the sky, and I gotta go by My love's so Wi-Fi, my love's so Wi-Fi She keep calling me, she keeps dogging me I'm just ballin' B, like I wanna ring I'm in her artery, just call me Dr. C Then go fuck on her friend, ooh baby, pardon me Love the way that she got it, but ain't into romance The way she move her body, like she tryna slow dance She ride on me, no hands, throw her all of these bands Put her under a trance, she stop calling her man It's your boy Radio Rell, and I'm back here on OG Radio. This is Talk That Talk Tuesday. I'm not sure what happened to Genesis. Maybe she'll call in. Not really sure. But uh, tonight's episode, I'm going to talk about alcoholism and how it affects, you know, family, individuals, and all that. Um, and I'll share some personal stories, uh, you know. If you have a family member who is, you know, ongoing alcoholic or drunk, you know, for years at a time, day in, day out, this is all they do, what they, you know, definitely try and get them professional help. I understand to the utmost that you can't help a person that doesn't want to be helped, but you have to get these people help. It is just primitive to get them help, you know, it's needed, you know, you can save somebody's life and save others' lives by helping that person. Um, It definitely puts a dent in, you know, families, households, you know, if you have a father, a mother, a brother, sister, uncle, auntie, grandmother, grandfather who's a drunk, who's an alcoholic, you know, it it hinders a lot of relationships and families. Um, I know for my family, uh, my mother's an alcoholic, and um, it definitely caused, you know, it ruined her marriage, her first and only marriage. It put a dent in the relationship between me and her. Uh, my brothers and sisters, you know, they distanced themselves, and it's, it's tough because, you know, you, you try and do what you can for a person because, you know, it's your mother, you know. She's the one that gave birth to you, but it's hard when, you know, they pretty much choose alcohol over you, you know, over the situation. And, um, you know, I could tell you plenty of junk stories, but it's just relationship-wise, it's not there. You know, for me, it took me 30 years. I'm I'm 30 years old, and it took me 30 years to really want to, call every other day or three times a week, whatever, you know, and I, that's just off the strength of, well, I only got one mother. But, you know, it's hard because first half of the morning she's sober and then, you know, the other half she's drunk as hell. And I know there's plenty of other people who can definitely relate to this. Um, it sucks because all holidays are always ruined on account of they have to get drunk and be belligerent and ignorant and pick fights with people. So, you know, and it's hard because, you know, if you have kids, you want to bring, you want your grandkids, you want your kids to know who their grandmother is, but, you know, you don't want them around that shit. So, you know, you don't really bring them around and it sucks, you know, Um, you've dealt with it for so long. It's like, well, what the fuck can we do about it? I've tried to get her help, but um, she just don't want to be helped, you know, Uh, 
she believes in these circle of lies that she can do better and will do better, but, you know, falls back into on the drink. You know, uh, the biggest lie she ever told was to a family member recently that she quit drinking. And uh, that's the biggest lie because, you know, uh, went over there and she had a full bottle in her goddamn refrigerator and was drunk and shit. So, you know, alcoholics believe that everybody in the world is wrong and they're always right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what they truly believe. And, you know, that, that I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I can't figure out the center of why she wants to drink. She's been this way for 40-plus years, ever since my oldest brother was born. But um, I don't know. Uh, these people really need help. Um, I, I guess it just takes the determination, and power, and will of that individual if they really want to stop. But if you really don't want to stop because you want to take on the attitude of, oh, I'm grown, I can do what I want, I can drink what I want to type of attitude, then, you know, you know, hey, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of drunk drivers, you know, kill people, and then they change their life. I've seen a lot of drunk people get hit by people. I've seen drunk people kill themselves, you know, drunk themselves into, you know, comas and whatnot. Um, you know, it's bad. It's very bad, and it sucks that you know people have to deal with that type of shit. Um, it really sucks when you you know want certain things from a person, but they don't want it for themselves. So you know, if y'all can, if y'all can relate, definitely try and get that person some fucking help. You know, she's the sweetest person in the world, but. You know, outside of that, you know, when alcohol is involved, she becomes this mean, addictive fucking person. But, um, you know, it's not just alcohol. It's also drug abusers, you know, people who are addicted to, you know, pills and narcotics and shit like that, things of that nature. But um, I'm going to play a couple more tracks and then get back to it. Uh, and then I got some great news involving an artist in basketball. So I will bring that to you when I come back. But uh, back to some more tracks. Shitboy Radio Red on OG Radio. You got that ass on me. Feel like a dog. You got that ass on me. Feel like a dog. Feel like a dog. I go bananas in that monkey. 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 You got that ass on ya. Yeah. Feel like a donkey. Feel like a donkey. You got that ass on ya. Yeah. Feel like a donkey. Feel like a donkey. I go bananas in that monkey. 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 Hickory dickory dock. Yeah. Look at that ass you got. Yeah. You know the ones who be hating on you. Them be the rats inside you. Yeah. They mad cause you the only one making all the money in the club. They mad at you cause the way that ass shake when they play fuck it up. Yo got it. Yo got it. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. Break it down. Break it down. Ride it like a phantom when I 
nigga, we different. Black mask hanging out the window, mama washing dishes, hitting everything in the kitchen, no witnesses. Let me sit loose, really no differences. Be the eater, mob a nigga, and me killing shit. Dancing with the devil, sit tall, nigga, I'm militant. Fuck fake love, nigga, it's the dub. Walking out of court like OJ with the glove. Guess the lawyer show love, holding shit down. That's what happens when they come around and you don't make it sound. They better come true before I let this bitch lose, before I let this bitch lose. Fuck, I got the juice, fuck, I got the juice when I let this bitch lose. And we are back live. It's your boy Radio Rail, and I got Dean in the building. Yo, yo, what it be? How's it going, man? Yo, I was saying, we in the building. I'm saying, yo, it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night. We in here. Definitely. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Genesis. She was on earlier, and then I don't know what happened. So I don't know if she'll call back in. Maybe, maybe not. But we only got a half hour left. But uh, what I was talking about, I was talking about uh, alcoholism and how it affects, you know, family, you know, and I gave a little personal story of, uh, on my end, pretty much. So that was just the topic of the right. day amongst whatever else pops up. But uh, I was just basically saying, you know, it, like however way a, a person can, if they know a person is an alcoholic or a drunk, whatever the case, or even a drug abuser, get them some help even if they don't want it force them to get some help because you could be, you could save their own life and somebody else's life. You know, um, I've seen a lot of drunk drivers, you know, kill people. I've seen a lot of people getting, you know, drunk alcoholics get into, you know, situations where they end up taking their own life. So definitely, you know, I encourage to get them some help. You know, AA doesn't, you know, it helps, but, you know, they need to go somewhere and be secluded and deprived from alcohol, just like, you know, they do drug rehab. You know, they have to be deprived from this right. shit. Right. You know, detox. Talk to, uh, exactly. Time detox. away from it for a minute. Definitely talk to, you know, therapists to see the center of the problem as to why they indulge in alcohol. So the example, well, not really example, but the story I gave is pretty much my, my mother. My mother's an alcoholic. You know, she's 62, right. 63 years old. She's still an alcoholic, been an alcoholic my whole life, and I'm 30. My brother's 40-something. She, you know, she's been an alcoholic 40 years of his life. And it destroyed the family. Wow. It ruined her first marriage. Um, you know, I don't have that son-mother relationship that normal people would because of, you know, alcohol. Um, I, I, you right. know, I tried so hard in my younger years, but it's... It, it was going nowhere, you know. Um, the only thing I could do nowadays is just really just pray because, you know, we can't spend right. holidays together because it's, it ends up into arguments or some stupid shit because she's drunk. Like, Sunday was Mother's Day, and uh, like normal people, they want to spend, you know, time with their mama. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even make it out of the house full bullshit happened. I'm just like, this wow. is crazy. You know, I... I I can't spend no holidays with her because of that. She ruins every holiday. Well, 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 well yeah, dysfunction sucks. is real in the black community yeah. and in a, in a lot of households, um, you know, and stuff like that. I, I went through something similar. Uh, you know, again, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And, um, you know, that sounds like some self-medicating. problem I ran into is how do you deal with grown folk? You know, because, like, um, yeah. My brother was dealing with some um some um what I call mental health issues where in he wouldn't he he wouldn't get um uh, help or whatever. I said I said, Yo, you know, um I, I even try to uh, bring it to him like money wise. I said, Yo I said, um, you know, you hearing voices or whatever, you uh, and stuff like that and um you know, he was just going through it and whatnot, the um, bipolar situation, schizophrenic stuff and um 
and again, he went to college and whatnot, and so it was hard for um, for me to um, think of him as less than because he was like the older brother, and um, you know, and um, college went to college and you know was successful, and then all of a sudden he started deteriorating and whatnot, and um, and I and I'll tell you how how it started when, when I first noticed it. Um, he had he had some roommates and whatnot, and um, you know, one day. Uh, they started going in his room and running up his uh, phone bill. And again, this was before uh, cell phone situations like that. And um, you know, and then um, he had he got the phone bill. He confronted his roommate about it and whatnot. And um, and what happened was like when he would go to work, his roommates would go into his room and whatnot. And and that affected him big time. So much so where in um. Um, you know, he confronted him about it. They paid him back, of course, and whatnot. But one day, when me and my brother was walking, he was he was he he paused like he was listening to something, and whatnot. And and we didn't have no he didn't have no ear pod nothing. I was like, what's going on? He said, you don't hear that? I said, no. And he smiled, and I was like, he said, yeah, they in my room. They in my room. I know they in my room. And and um and so that's when I noticed it started. He was here. I said, what do you hear? He said, it's a little girl's voice. And what? so he, you know, that might have pushed him over the edge. He might have been dealing with it earlier, but that pushed him over the edge. And, and, and I, I would tell him, and then he deteriorated so much so where he couldn't keep a job because, like, um, you know, his mind and whatnot, you know. So then I, I let him stay right. with me for about a year. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and um, I thought it was just because of that, that incident. But, you know, um, and I remember I was typing him up a resume one day, and I told him, I said, all right, you um, you know, go to this place and whatnot. So he went there, and he told me, and when he came back, he told I, he said it was a terrible uh, uh, thing because when he walked there, to, um, the, the guy took the resume. Do you mind if I take the resume? He said, go, sure. And then he was asking him questions about the resume. He was marking on his resume with a pen. He said, what are you doing? He said, uh, I'm just um, going over. No, 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 no. Don't, mind. Don't write on it. Don't write on it. And um, and the guy, though, I, I, hey, my, I, I didn't know you was like attached to your resume. I thought this was my copy. He's like, it's mine. It's mine. And um, and then he grabbed it from the guy. And um, and then when he described, he said, yeah, he wouldn't give me back my resume. I'm like, I, and, and keep in mind, I'm I'm trying to I've still got him in mind as the um, college graduate, the older brother, but as he was deteriorating, I was like I couldn't get it. I was like snap out of it, man, snap out of it. You a graduate? I was like, I said what what's what's wrong with you? And um and then when I finally realized that um you know they got this book out called DSM five or something like that. Um it, it tells you the signs of mental illness. You know um you look at the symptoms and you can tell which one he got. And um, and so when I when I when I confronted him about, it, he said, he said, "Ain't nothing wrong with me. Ain't nothing wrong with me." And um, even when you dealing with adults with problems like that, it's kind of hard because I asked uh, different um, providers and whatnot. I said, "They said, well, if you can get them to come here, he said, we can't really do anything unless he harms himself or if he's a threat to somebody. And um, if not, you know, um, and then and, and only then we probably can only hold them." Um, you know, um, for three days, twenty-four hours, or whatever, and um, and so it was very frustrating with me watching my brother deteriorate, and 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 um, and I and then I said to him, I said, I said, look, yo, I said you would get a check. I mean, they're giving people like, um, you know, if you, all you gotta do is go in there, and tell them what's going on with you, they'll give you some meds and whatnot. All you gotta do is talk to somebody once a week, and you would get a check. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Ain't nothing wrong, you know. And so I, I know it's not like alcoholism, but but um, the problem I ran into was like, what do you do with when a, when someone's an adult and the system tells you that the person with the problem has all the rights, and um and and and, and, and until they harm themselves or somebody, um, there's nothing you can do. And so you know um, I don't I don't know about a lot of your listeners out there, but. A lot of times you feel helpless in situations like that. You mean you say, y'all mean y'all not gonna help me until they do something or hurt themselves? And so I can exactly. I can like um, identify with you as a dealing with a, a, a parent. You know you can't make your parent. You know you say you say give me that bottle or don't drink while you're in my presence. 
But all they'll do is get mad and go and leave the house and, and get what they want anyway, whether it's a drug or exactly. whatever. You know, and so so that that's that's been a problem with me. You know, dysfunction in the family and whatnot. You, you know, you ask people. You know, um, a lot of times, and and again, talking about self care. You know, sometimes you got to fix you because that that affects the family and whatnot. So I, I would say people that's listening. You know, if you can't help that uh, that person that's self medicating or whatever. You know, maybe you need to um, focus back on your your mental your happy your mental well-being, and talk to somebody because that's a, that's affecting you too. You know what I mean? And, and, and so, you know, it got so much so where in I was feeling helpless and anxiety every time he walked out of the house. I was like, you know, is he coming back or is he, you know, because um, I can't physically restrain him and whatnot, you know, because the police tell you that, you know, there's nothing you can do and whatnot, you know. And, um, and then I didn't want to kick him out. Because, like, cause I threatened several times. I said, man, if you don't go, go get help or whatever or, or at least see somebody once a week, I can't let you stay with me because I don't know what's going to happen when you, in my house by myself, by yourself. And um, he, it, 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 it was just so frustrating and whatnot because, like, I was always on eggshells. Every time I walk out the door, he's going to get hit because he did get hit by a car one time because he wasn't concentrating while he was, he was talking to them voices in his head again. And he was just and, and and every now and then when I walk with him, I say, "Yo, you hear the voices, don't you?" And he just smiles and said, "No, no. Why you say that?" And I said, "I, I could tell, and whatnot." And then he be proud. He got hit by a car one time because of that. And so it's right. it's real frustrating um, when you deal with mental illness, like you know, because people self medicate. Like I don't know if your mother did it, but you know, I can just imagine. I can handle this. I just drink when I want to or whatever. They they're in denial yeah. about their issue, and and um I you know I just think it's it's like um it, it's it's a real helpless feeling and whatnot and so what I did I got myself some help and um and talked to somebody about you know start dealing with my uh, health and wellness with you know stuff like that to make sure I'm straight because um man that was a lot you know like again as black people a lot of times we don't go to therapy or whatever. But um, that's one one thing I had to do. I said, well, I can't help my brother, but I can help me because it was stressful, man. I mean, I was feeling guilt for uh, wanting to kick him out. I was feeling guilt for, like, you know, I might not want to watch him 24-7 like that. But I still had in mind that this was a college student. This was my older brother. And I was still trying to see him like that. But, you know, you can't really see them like that anymore. You're like, that's my mom. You know, she's old. She, you know. You know, but she's a person um, in the throes of addiction. You know, she's a person like right. self-medicating. And, um, you know, I, again, I, I, I still don't know what the answer is for something like that, you know, except for help, you know, deal with you, you know, because that, just like a caretaker dealing with a parent that got cancer or a parent that uh, got Alzheimer's, um, yes, you got to take care of them, work, but, you know, you as a caretaker, um and even if she don't live with you and whatnot, that's that's affecting you. You feel guilty. You feel helpless, and you got to take care of you. Yeah, exactly. You know. I um, I uh, think I was around eleven years old, and an incident happened where uh, my twin sister pretty much flatlined, you know, in front of me or whatever. And you know, wow. uh, my mother. Uh, so she had an asthma attack, and it was so severe that she, she, you know, she ended up flatlining. And uh, my mother was just so drunk; she was just doing a bunch of, you know, stupid shit in the midst of everything. I was about ten or eleven wow. when that happened. But thank, but thank God, you know, paramedics came; they were able to revive her and everything. But I want to say, right. at age ten, age eleven, that's when I canceled my mama out. You know, we was always going through shit with her, you know, since birth, but. I was that young when I was like, you know what, I'm never going to try and continue to try to help her because it, 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 she don't want help. It will never – like, I encourage people to help people even if they don't want to help themselves, but with, with – I mean, at least with her, that situation, can't help it. You know, right. she, she go, oh, like you said, they will find a way to do what they want to do. I remember exactly. there was only three – there was one time where she was sober for three months. You know, and after that, it was just like, it just went to shit again. Crazy how 
a person can be that young and cancel out their own parent because of a situation. Right. You know, and to this day, like, I don't have that type of relationship. So to this day, I just be like, oh, well, you know, hey, I can only pray for you. Right. Whatever you do is what you do. Because, you know, because all we're going to do is argue. And then I'm going to say some stuff. You're going to say a bunch of stupid shit because you're not in the right state of mind. And when you wake up in the right. morning, you go pretend like it ain't nothing happened. You know, and that's yeah, what like, what's wrong with you? They sit there, they... Yeah, they fuss and fight, and they wake exactly. up like any shit happened. Like, do you not recall anything that happened? And then what, what sucks is um, she takes a lot of medication for a lot of stuff that she got going on with her, but then you continue to, to drink. You know, that's not healthy at all. Yeah, mixing meds with alcohol, exactly. 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 Um, so I don't understand that. You know, I, I could, like, again, I can only pray that, some kind of way she gets a wake-up call. Uh, I would have thought right. that the death of her mother was a wake-up call, but it wasn't. I would have thought that wow. my dad ending their marriage would have been a wake-up call, but it wasn't, you know. But, right. hey, God bless. I pray that nothing bad happens to her, but at the same time, I can't, you know, sit here and worry. That, that, that's why I wish that there could be a, um, I wish that there could be a forced um you know, because when people are in the throes of it, uh, they're not in control anymore. The drug is in control of them, or that uh, whatever that is, that emotion is it, it, it's, it's, it's in control of them. And um, all they want is like that dopamine hit. You know, like your, um, it, you, like your body, your body produces a certain kind of physical thing that happens once they get that drug in them or the alcohol in them, because they're going through some 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 things that we don't know about. And they just want to get. They just want the pain, the hurt, the hurt to stop or whatever. So they're they're addicted that, that that dopamine or whatever makes them feel better. And and I just wish that that we could like. And I, I know people they don't they'll agree with this, but like forcefully put somebody in a, a ninety day program or something, you know, forcibly. Like once once they um are out of control because the police and everybody will say. Unless they are a danger to themselves or to uh, or to somebody else, like they did something, we can't even put them on a hold and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You know they can do well. They can do wellness checks. Like you can call and they can go over and say, "Miss So and So, we're here to check on you. How are you feeling?" And they look around the house and want to make sure she's whatever. But um, that's all they can do is wellness checks, and um, and right. you, you know, but. But imagine if we could just forcibly take them and detox them, and you know, for for however long it takes, five days, or whatever, and then make them stay in the program for ninety days. And um, you know, Whitney Houston would still be alive. Um, her daughter would still exactly. be alive. Um, DMX would still be alive. You know, if 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 yep, right, Rick but James. that's why I said the system. Some exactly. So something something needs to happen. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that we're in. Where the system can um, declare a person um, a danger to themselves because, like, you know, when a person grown, you ain't got no rights o- over them because they can say they grown, and um, if they want to drink, they something that that that's their right or whatever, you know. Unless they right. um, doing something, we can't really help. And 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 so a lot of people feel helpless. So I say in situations like that, like what I chose to do is like like the airplane situation. You know, um, when the plane going down and the oxygen mask drop, you know, you got to put it over your face first because you can find yourself um, self-medicating to deal with that as well. You know, you at first you start data problem, and then you you so caught up with uh, the depression, the guilt, the anger, the whatever that you you start latching on to something. You know, and and, and, right. and then you know you then you then you got a situation. You know, and stuff like that. That's why I said, you know, it's always good to talk to somebody. You know, like uh, I always been about the tribe mentality because, like, a lot of time, like I, I come from a dysfunctional family as well. But um, I always found me a tribe, whether it was in the church, whether it was in a poetry cafe with um a lot of the poets, um, you know, what was with, with some online friends or whatever. Um, I always found me a tribe because sometimes, you know. Your your blood family ain't gonna be there for you and whatnot, um, and you know sometimes it's give yourself permission to make another family, 
give yourself permission to right. um, have, um, you know, uh, to have a safe space. Like, say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have a tribe. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, protect me now. You know, because like, you know, my mental health is important too. You know, this, this thing is messing me up. Like, I can't help them. Like, I feel helpless. Like, they grown and whatnot. And when they leave out the house, you'd be like, you don't know, you know, whatever. But the good news is like, you know, you got a tribe. And you know, and y'all can talk about it and whatnot. You, and you got to ask these questions. Yep, yep. That's that's what they're up to. But how are you feeling today? You know, you know, and stuff like that. You right. know, how? What are you doing today to protect your happy? Did you give it away? Did you give your happy away, or did you protect your happy today? You know, and a lot of times we gave it away um, with our thoughts or whatever. But you know, again, like I said, again, we are helpless sometimes with helping the other people. But we got to realize we're important, too, and your emotions are just as important as well, you know, and stuff like that. And so, you know, you, we, sometimes you just got to do self-check-ins and, and check in on yourself sometimes, you know. You say, well, I know they're having a messed up. They're getting high right now, or they, um, they're not taking any medicine, and I can't make them take it or whatever, you know. But what I can do is I can check on myself and just do a regular check-in on me, like, you know, how, how am I doing? You know, and stuff like that. Like, how are you feeling right this second? And um, and and that's what I, I, I even to the day that like, my brother don't live with me no more. But you know, I still do check-ins with myself and whatnot because of I still feel some kind of way like he's the older brother, and I and I, I feel like that sickness, that mental illness that took him away from me, like that. Like, well, we're in here. He sound like he's a regular person when we having the conversation, but then um. When, when when he hears the voices or whatever, or or all of a sudden you know you you'll know he's he's not a hundred percent like he used to be, you know, and you feel some kind of way. You're like, man, I, I want my older brother back, you know. But at the end of the day, he's in the throes of that 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 sickness and whatnot, and and you sometimes you got to realize like, well, you know, that's not your same person or whatever, you know. That's the disease, you know, and um and whatnot and um. Again, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, you know, because they're grown and you can't make them do nothing. But I just go back to say, like, like Whitney Houston, all of them. If somebody would would make them be wards of the state or whatever, and they would take them and and forcibly detox them and whatnot, you know, um, you know, um, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about uh, you know writing something about that, like whether a TV series or something like that about kidnapping people by like people paying you to kidnap their relatives or or famous people and put them on detox program a forcibly detox program you know and that you know like what would would um amy winehouse still be here you know what i mean you know she said, mm-hmm. she said we gotta go to retab i said no you know like but what if somebody right, would exactly. say hell yeah you know what i mean and so so because that, 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 that that's the only thing about the way the system is set up when you talking about grown folk, grown people, um, you know, you have no rights, um, whatnot. If they want to kill themselves, they, they kind of sort of got all the rights and all the power. And, and what you got is all the guilt, all the anxiety, all the, the bad shit yeah. that comes with that. And they're not, they not even thinking about you like that, what they're putting you through, because, exactly. you know, uh, the illness is, is selfish. It's a, the addiction is it comes in and it takes over completely. So they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about their next hit, their next drink and whatnot, you know. So, again, I don't know what the answer is except to, like, take care of you. Because I, that's, that's what I chose, you know. I said, I chose me. I said, all right, you know, if you're going to do all that, you know, I, 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 can't, I, I can't help you, you know, if you don't help yourself. And, um, and then you feel sorry for them because, it's not them. It's the addiction. You know, you, when you see him, it's like a little baby. He's, he's sad when you see him sleep or whatever, and got the bottle with him or got the drug with him or whatever. And you'd be like, man, if they if they could just check in somewhere, you know. And and you know, right. I think I think that's when the system needs to step in, and is not kidnap these people. And I know I know this is like way out there, or or come snatch them up and 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 put them in a forcibly detox program you know because like we got without that you know it, it looks bleak unless they like um wake up one day and say i'm ready to uh the change but if that drug got a hold of them or the alcohol got a hold of them they're never going to have a sound mind like that 
because like they they rather be drunk than to deal with those memories or hurt or pain or whatever it is that they they they, they don't they don't want to deal with that because like that that hurts just as bad as the alcohol or whatever to them, you know. And like I said, kidnap them, <laughs> you know, put them somewhere. But that 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 would be my only thing that I wish we could do. But since we can't, just uh, um just make t- just take care of you. Exactly. I 100% agree. If there was some way that we could, you know, force it, I'm all for it. But like you say, you know, but the fact that they're grown, it, you know, it, it's yeah, hard. Man. And, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like nothing that we could do because they're grown. And it sucks. Exactly. Exactly. So so what do you do for you when you're when you feeling, um, you know, like, the the helplessness when you feeling like the frustration like I want my mama back I feel like she was still the alcohol stole away from me what do you do for you you know for your mental health your mental uh, health and whatnot I'm a I'm a different breed I'm a different breed I there's been so much detrimental shit that she's done to me in my life where I truly don't right. care I let it go I don't I do not care I, I just try right. you catch from you know. Like, our relationship is dead, but I try to have my kids have a relationship with Like, my oldest son, you know, he kind of went through the struggle with me because I had him at a younger, uh, young age. So he's been there, right. done and saw it all with involving her. But my other kids, my other three, do not have a relationship with her because I refuse to let them be around that bullshit. And I refuse to let them grow up the same way I did and, you know, my oldest son did. So, you know, I mean, it right. sucks. But I, I truly just, I don't care, you know. Um, I hope, exactly. pray nothing bad happens to her, but I will not feel guilty. I will not hold on to guilt because she did something to herself because that's the life that she chose. She chose alcohol right. over family, and that's how I always looked at it, and that's how I will continue to look at it. Um, I love her, but I can love her from a distance, and that's it. But um, right. I suggest that, you know, people... I suggest for people to, you know, find an outlet. Um, so I guess my outlet, I could say, would be um, playing basketball, playing the game, and making beats, you know, something to take my mind off of. Yeah, going that you know, so, exactly. Yeah, so when I was younger, I definitely played a lot of ball just to, you know, be free in the court and not think about the stuff that I was going through with her. Um, so I, right. I remember when I turned 17, I was so happy when I turned 17, I left that household because I couldn't deal with it no more. And I've been wow. on my own since then. And, um, I just make, may always made an attempt to be better than my parents to, so, you know, better myself, better my life and not end up how they did, but because of their choices. So like I drink, right. but I don't, you know, I'm not an excessive drinker. I'm more of a social drinker or when I get on the show I have a drink or two but I don't drink to get drunk I don't drink to want to pass out or nothing like that so you know I don't let what right. she did affect me uh, I used to let it bother me I used to really did let it bother me but one day I think I was driving and I just I don't know, I let it go and I just started crying out of nowhere so I just let it all go and I felt great after that right Exactly. You have to you know, person, you just have to give yourself permission. You know what I mean? Because if, if we don't give ourselves permission to feel that shit, it's gonna manifest itself some way. It's gonna come out some like uh, you'll be arguing with somebody for some reason, you know, or just or something. It's gonna come out on uh, on on you you're gonna project it on somebody else if you don't just like give yourself permission to just be and feel that shit. Exactly. I uh I was 26 and I had a stroke at 26 because I was stressing over wow. shit and over people in a lot of situations. So I told myself after that stroke, and thank God that, um, you know, I wasn't paralyzed or nothing like that. Uh, only thing that happened was, you know, like my left side and my face was temporarily paralyzed, but, you know, through rehab, I worked through right. it. But um, ever since then, I told myself I would never stress over anything again. It's, Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and it's meant to happen. You know, outside of that, I could just right. control what I can control. Whatever I can't control, I can't control. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. You got to look out for you, man. Like, when that 
because you know because like we stress ourselves out trying to help people that don't want to help themselves and and you know and and, and be so invested in that that when you look back and you know as you said man i gotta i gotta worry about my own family now i gotta worry about me now you know and we and we feel exactly. guilty about thinking about ourselves because you know that's why we call it self-care sometimes like we we feel guilty like we we you said put you put put everybody before you put your kids before you put your friends before you but every now and then you gotta be first you know and don't feel guilty about making yourself exactly. first fuck that you know shit exactly. I'm going to the studio it is what it is you know go make this beat you know and do something for you right you know and stuff like that so you know it's hard but like it's a lesson in all this stuff you know like in the black community and whatnot um, again dealing with mental health awareness month. Um, you know, we got we got to find a way to deal to deal with it, and and and, and to give ourselves permission to uh, to be like you say. Well, you know, you know this new normal that we we find ourselves in and whatnot. Like a lot of people, like got deaths that they're dealing with, and um, and they got depression that they're dealing with, and it's always that it's always before them. But like every now and then, you got to choose. You got to say, you know what. Um, you know, like um, um, what we used to call it. Um, it was this book I read a while ago called. Um, um, it was something like you know how to fire. Um, you know, you you hit you hit a glass. Um, in case of emergency, um, you got you got a, a kit, uh, emergency kit somewhere. You bust the glass or whatever, and um, you put the fire out or whatever. They say always have you an emergency kit, um, somewhere like a but. But it was called a um, it was called a mental uh, survival kit. And whatnot, because you know, like in a, in a survival kit, like a medical kit, you got band aids, you got a radio, um, you know, shit like that. You know, just in case some shit go down, and you in your car out stranded somewhere, you got a, you got an emergency kit. They said they said have an emergency kit for yourself, like on on a, a, okay, it was called a bad day survival kit. That's what it was called. On a bad day survival kit, what what would you have in your bad day survival kit? Somebody somebody said, well, I got my favorite alcohol. Somebody say I got my favorite um my favorite C D tape or whatever that I get in my car and I just drive with it. Somebody else say I got a favorite movie that I watch, a favorite D V D. But uh create you create you a, a a bad day survival kit. You know, like maybe you put some money away, like you maybe I gotta stay at a hotel for a night or or you know, or go go out of town for, for a couple of days. This gotta be a this something that you doing for you to protect you and whatnot because you know, that other person that's got, got all that drama going on in their life that you can't make them do whatever, but you can choose how, you know, you react to that shit, you know. And, um, and, I, and that bad day, it helped me, like, because, like, you know, um, for, for example, just say you got, uh, got you got a kid that died, right? And every year that time, you know when that day come around, you're going to be fucked up on his birthday that, that he died. And so having a bad day survival kit, you'll be like, um, Yo, I normally be fucked up on the first or the second or the third, whenever it happens. You got you you got you got your survival kit ready. Like I know I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my friend's house that day, or or you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm you know I'm gonna be out the house. I'm gonna drive in and put my music on, or, or I'm gonna go to the casino or whatever. You know, just prepare your start start. Um, you know, take care of you. You know, like when you know that shit gonna happen and whatnot. And um, because it's triggers, you know, we go through shit, and um, and and, and we almost sound like a therapist when I listen to myself because I've been through a whole bunch of shit. Uh, my poetry name, uh, back in the '90s, right, used to be disillusion and whatnot, you know, and and, and shit like that. So, you know, I I've seen a whole bunch of crazy stuff uh, in a dysfunctional family, um, you know, around friends and whatnot, you know. Um, you know, I, I've seen I've seen it all, and um, you know, I had to learn to again take care of me because like a lot of people, uh, like you said, you know, they grow. You can't you, you either they can't change because they're in the throes of that addiction or whatever, or they don't see nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean and shit like that. So that that that's what I'd be like. You know, I just gotta start taking care of me. And um, I started a journal uh, at a young age. I, I used to keep a journal and shit, and just and just write write shit down until I got scared. Um, one time, um, I had a I, I was you know I didn't know it was poetry that that time, but I had a a journal and I had all my shit in that shit. And um, I was on a greyhound or some shit, 
and I forgot it. And I panicked like I was famous or something like everybody know everybody gonna know me. There nobody knew my name then. You know, I was a little kid or whatever, teenager. But I had my life in that journal. And I said, What if somebody read it? You know, what if they publish it? What if they do this and do that? Oh my god, you know. And so from that day I stopped writing my shit down like that, you know, until, you know, I I became of age. And then I you know, by then we had computers and shit, you know. And um, cell phones came out after that, you know. But I was so scared to write my shit down after that, I, you know. But that that helped a lot for me, uh, keeping a journal and whatnot, because I was able to, you know, you know, get shit out. Sometimes you can't trust people because when they're not your friend no more, they tell all your business or your, all your whatever, whatever. But your journal ain't gonna say shit, you know what I mean? And and I would just write that shit and just write that shit and just write that shit, you know, and um. It, it, it helped. It, it worked for me, um, even when I became an adult. I don't keep a journal anymore. Now I just do poetry, and, um, and which is kind of a journal, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, man, yeah. self care, man. You know, like we can't help these grown folks, but we can help ourselves. Exactly. I definitely appreciate you calling in, Dean, with your input, spreading knowledge out here, man. I appreciate it. Yo, man, hey, iron shopping iron, you know what I mean? You know it. Uh, with that being said, everybody, that's the end of the show. Catch us, me, Dean, and Genesis this Thursday for poetry. Uh, we got a lot coming y'all way. Dean has been a major help and a major part and influence on the amount of poets that we've been having. So definitely tune in this Thursday, 9 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Central Time. And uh, my Instagram is Radio Rail 21 and Hell Rail 1290. Uh, I respond more to Hell Rail 1290, so hit that up. And uh, Dean, go oh, ahead and share up. your IG again. Uh, again, that's uh, Mr. Dean 2021. That's M R D A N 2021 and whatnot on IG. Yes, yes. All right, y'all. So tune in with us this Thursday. We will see y'all. Good night. Have a good night, team. Peace.